0: How's everybody doing tonight? Good, good, it's, uh, you can tell it's summer in here. Um, it's starting to smell like summer in here. Um, and that's just me. I'm not talking about you guys, that's just me. Um, I, we just came from Winona and we were kind of staying in a pit, we were meeting with a couple of people over there um, and we stayed in this place, it was literally like a, a hole that had no cell service and stuff like that. And like my kids, we found out, we didn't, they didn't even know how to live. They're like, we can't watch a movie? And like, you're finding life without internet is hard, huh? And they're like, yeah. I was like, and my, they're like eight. So, um, But it was awesome. And uh, um, so tonight, we're going to kind of kick back into the series of prayer. We went over um, two of the topics, the power of prayer. Um, and uh, I forget the other one off the top of my head. Um, but tonight, we're, we want to talk about the pursuit of prayer. And, um, and with that, uh, I kind of had a game planned, but, but I really want to kick you guys into small groups tonight, um, and so we're going to skip over the game, and we're going to kind of get right into the video, but um, first and foremost, um, talking about prayer is one thing, right? It, it's simply a communication um, between us and God, um, and, uh, and, and I look at prayer as kind of like working out, right? Some of you know what I mean by that, when it's like, we all hit that first stage when somebody says, hey, you want to go to the gym, what's our response? <laughs> you fool like the gym is not fun right like we we get to that we get to that point where it's just like there's no way and sometimes we can view prayer that way right like it's like I don't even know I don't even know what I'm doing I don't know what to say I don't know proper form I don't I can't last for it like right like I when I started running like running for five minutes was a joke sometimes um and in prayer can be that way too where it's like you want me to pray for how long like, there's going to be no sound, no background sound. It can be that way, but then you kind of get into phase two where, where it's like you peel yourself off the couch, and, and you, like, you do it for like 10 minutes, and you're like, Woohoo! I survived, right? Like, I, I made it, and, and well, it really wasn't that much fun, but I did it, right? Like, how many of you have been there with working out? <laughs> if, if your hand is not raised, you're a liar. Um, But then, how many of you know that there's like this third level of of working out that it's like, you, you get there and it's like, you feel like you're at your end and all of a sudden, like, boom, something like drops out and, and you can hit like weights that you've never hit before. You can run as long as you've never run before. Like doing the 30 for freedom is not a natural thing for me, but um, I found myself saying weird things like after like a, a short five mile run, it was like, ah, that felt good. And, like, wait a minute, what am I doing? That is that is stupid sounding. Like, um, but you find yourself in this in this reality of like, that was amazing. That felt good. I'm glad I did that. Um, and prayer life is the same way. We can hit this plane that we have this communication with God that we've never had before. And I believe that it's something that we, we can't overlook. And so um, with that, I want us to, to instead of talking about prayer, um, before we start this video and I'm going to ask you guys, as we break into small groups this, this tonight, um, is let's apply prayer. Um, because a, a pretty important person at our church, Dave Ambrose, um, just a couple of days ago um, had a heart attack at the gym and uh, and was unresponsive for, for a while until ambulance came, got him to the hospital. Um, he's back up. We were just there um, this afternoon, and, and good reports. Um, it's, it's heading in the right direction, but he's going to need surgery. And so I'd say let's just open um, tonight. Let's let's apply prayer. Let's pray for Dave and his family. Um, all his all his daughters and 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 kids were flown in um, from from California, um, and it's awesome to see like uh, God was speaking to his daughter in California before it ever happened, and and, and kind of told her, hey, you're coming back to Minnesota. Um, she actually told Dave that, and Dave's like, no, you're not. You're too poor. Um, and now she's back in Minnesota, so God proved him wrong. Now, anyway, uh, but. It's awesome to see God prepare families. And so I just wanna take some time right up front and I'm gonna challenge you guys in your groups. Let's pray for Dave tonight, can we? Let's pray that God will restore, God will bring healing, God will pre- bring peace over his family because it's, it's a trying time right now. Um, and their, their best synopsis was they're, they're cautiously optimistic um, right now. And so um, let's just all bow our heads and let's just submit before God, Dave, tonight. Jesus, we just come before you. And Father, I know that there are people in this room that know nothing about Dave. But Father, we lift Dave Andros to you tonight, Father. He needs your hand upon him, your healing touch, your peace, your love, your joy. I just pray that it surrounds Dave's body right now, Father, that you would bring... Um, wholeness to, to Dave's mind, to Dave's heart, to Dave's body, Father. And, and God, that you would direct the hands and the feet of the doctors as they come up with a game plan of what to do next. And Father, I pray for peace over Dave's family. We were there this afternoon. They were tired. They were worn out. They were um, from from travels, from from all the things that they're trying to process through. Father, I pray that you would be the God of peace in their life tonight, now, Father, that you would restore hope, joy, love, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness that all the fruits of the spirit father would just overflow from their family that testimony would come out of this that in the end um that, that the testimony from dave's healing would would bring people to to you father that that what happened how he recovers um how you are glorified through this process brings glory to you because i know that that's dave's heart tonight father and we just come before you as the body of christ and, and we lift him to you jesus I just think of the parable where where the people brought the man and lowered him through the ceiling and that's what we do tonight, Father, to get him in your presence is we are lowering Dave to you, Father, to say, God, he needs your hand upon his life. Father, bring healing and God, may it bring you glory and we pray these things in Jesus' holy name. And Everybody said? Amen. Amen. So I want us to go straight into the video. And then uh, we're going to, after that, uh, I'm, I have a, a few verses that I want you guys to think through and pray through, um, but prayer is not, prayer is, is about communication with God. It's about giving and receiving messages, right? And there are a ton of things that get in the way of prayer, distractions, right? Like we just like, we can wake up with the best intentions to pray and we just get distracted by it, or we're ashamed to pray, How many of you have been around a friend where it's like, oh man, I I know I should pray over this food, but I don't know what he's going to think of me, right? Like You're just like, I'll say it in my head, God bless this food. You know, like I didn't have to close my eyes, I didn't look weird, I didn't do anything funny. Or we can just be selfish, like I don't want to pray about it. I want it, and I'm going to do whatever I'm going to do for it. So with that, let's look at the pursuit of prayer. Go ahead and play the video.
1: It's too early prayer.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, what about me? Whoa, 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 whoa! So, you're supposed to be praying all the time. Wow, so Are you listening to me? Hello. Like, sounds terrible. I wish I could be doing something for you during this difficult time. Just, I'm drawing a blank. That's a really big decision. Can you hold on a sec? Thanks. Yeah, sure, I'll marry you. Welcome to Bible study before we begin um, my philosophy is really that before you start anything important in life that you should always begin with Snacks (laughs) I'm not gonna lie that one hurt a little come get snacks guys I knew you'd come around. Better late than it. Sweet, I found it. Seriously? The Game Boy? Who even still has those?
3: Welcome back to prayer. In our first two sessions, we talked about the purpose and practice of prayer. Today, in the third session of our series, we'll be talking about the pursuit of prayer. What should be our ultimate goal as we approach God in prayer? Do we pray just so God will give us what we want or just so God will solve our problems? Or is there something even better to be found in prayer? Today, we'll hear stories from students who found more than just a solution to their problems through prayer. And Francis will unpack scripture, showing what the Bible reveals as the great reward of a life of prayer. First, let's listen to Taylin's story.
1: I got into a relationship with a boy, and he was a couple years older. So all the people that were his age were having sex and, you know, it wasn't a big deal. I knew in my heart that it was wrong and that it shouldn't be done. But a few months into our relationship, we ended up having sex, and I lost my virginity. Right after that, I was just stricken with guilt. I fell to my knees that night, and I just cried out to God. And basically, I was just, you know, forgive me, because I know that I'm wrong, and I know that I have sinned, obviously. And it was just so hard for me, because even though I was praying to Him, I still just felt that guilt. It was just, I would feel empty. I wouldn't feel anything. So I would just always be wondering, is God really hearing me? I just didn't know what to do, and I felt so lost, and I felt so broken, and you know, God could never love me again, and he, He thinks that I'm such a bad person, and you know, He'll never forgive me. About a week later after that all happened, Me and my boyfriend ended up breaking up and, you know, I was just completely heartbroken. I went to my youth pastor one night during worship and I just went to him and I told him what was going on and I told him the truth. I was just really honest with him. He prayed with me and he just told me, you know, nothing you can do can separate you from God's love and um, He'll always love you, you're His child, you're His everything if you're the only person that he sent his son to die on the cross for, he would do it. You know, I was just overwhelmed with love and like my slate has been wiped clean and I'm always praying that God will give me strength in keeping my relationship with him so that I don't, you know, fall away and I don't fall into temptation. I'm just very grateful that he has kept me on the path that I'm going and I know that he has really big plans for my life.
2: I think all of us have experienced at least a degree of what Taylin was going through. Um, you commit this sin before God and you feel this barrier, um, and, and in some ways rightly so. There's like this distance from God because... Um, because you're holding on to something. And, and and yet the Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, we, when we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Um, I think about David and and, and in the scriptures, how he says in Psalm 32 and in Psalm 51, after his sin, he came before God and he goes, I feel like everything in me is wasting away. And and, and he begs God in, in Psalm 51, where he says, come on, cast me not away from your presence, O God, create in me this clean heart, renew a right spirit in me. You know, deliver me from this blood guiltiness, God, and, and my tongue will sing aloud of your righteousness, uh, oh Lord, open my lips and my mouth will declare your praise. He's he saying, God, I need you to just cleanse me. I know what I did, it's it's awful. My, my body just feels like it's falling apart right now. Cleanse me, because I wanna be right with you so I can just speak about you again. You see, in scripture, it's not about, okay, I committed this sin, so I must be going to hell. Um, so that's my fear, is God forgive me. It's not so much that as here you are in love with God and you've done something that you know that he hates. And so the hardest thing for you is this barrier now in your your relationship with God because you're holding on to your sin and so there's not this intimacy with him And so that drives you nuts and and you go gosh, I can't live without being close to God I can't live without just knowing that God and I are so close to one another See, that was David's heart. In, in Psalm 27, uh, verse 4, he says, This is this is the one thing. He says, one thing have I asked of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. He's saying, God, this is the one thing I want, is I I just want to dwell in your presence all the days of my life. Like it drives me nuts if there's any separation between you and I. Like, I I, I just wanna dwell with you. I just wanna stare at you. Like, this is what makes life worth living. And he says, so this is the one thing I ask for is this intimate relationship with you. And that's where sin can get in the way. And that's why we confess our sin. But David says, this is my heart's desire. It's the one thing I ask for. I mean, if I, if, if I could get a transcript of your prayers, of what did you pray over this week, what would be the one thing that I would see you kept asking for? Was it this intimacy with God? Was it just, God, I cherish you above all things and this is all I'm asking for is get us close again. I just want to be close to you. See, that, that was Paul's prayer too. He says, look, for me to live is Christ. Like Jesus is everything to me. This relationship is everything. So evaluate your prayers because God doesn't want to just be this being that you go to asking for this, help me with that. But he wants to see in your soul that you actually love knowing the living God who sent his son to die for you. And you're going, God, this is everything. Restore this relationship. I'll I'll, I'll leave the sin behind. I'll walk away from all that junk because I just want to be right with you again.
4: I grew up kind of in a sheltered home. It was me, my brother, and my sister. Never really was allowed to go outside unless I had one of them with me or my mom with me because it was not the best neighborhood. Everything was going really, really good. I was playing with one of my friends and a brother called me inside something happened to Cassie. My sister was struck by a car. I got to the hospital for about three, four hours. My mom would have let me see my sister. They were all going in to see her. We were praying for her. Next day, I went to go sleep at my grandmother's house and I woke up to just my grandma just Sobbing and my brother came in around 637 and he was like, Cassie passed. So at that 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 moment is when I just kinda lost it. When she passed away, I felt like a piece of me died with it. I, I just I started getting really depressed. Just heartbroken. There's no other way to explain it. It's like that pit in your stomach that just won't go away. And after that, it was like, you know what? Like, if there is a God, I'm gonna do everything I can to just push him away. I'm gonna go, I mean, if I need to go smoke crack, I will, you know what I mean? If I need to go party and do everything that I can fit in my nose, I will, you know what I mean? It just got to that point where it was just retaliation, it was just bitterness. Like, I just, I felt this hate for God, which just sounds really bad, but for the longest time, I was like, God, why me? Finally, I was sitting down one day and um, every single frustration and pain I've ever felt, depression, everything, anger, just, I mean, the ball cracked and everything just got let loose. I didn't know what to feel, I was crying, I was upset, I was frustrated, I was angry. I mean, every single word of hate, like, put together in one sentence is what I was feeling in that exact moment. At that moment, I was kind of like, maybe I should pray about it, maybe I should try something different, try something else, because everything else I've done never seemed to work. So finally, I was like, you know what, I'm just just gonna pray. I'm gonna ask God for peace. People keep saying about this, this peace, this peace that God's gonna give you. And finally, I was like, you know what, Like, Lord, just, just give me peace. This is what I need right now because I can't deal with this no more. I'm just sick and tired of life. Like, I wanna come home. I've never felt peace like that before. Asking for it and having it happen right at that exact moment, feeling that presence come over me and no words could explain what I felt and it was it was awesome it was one of those things where I just sat there and I wanted to cry not for the fact that I was depressed or I was sad for the fact that I was happy for the fact that I was just like you know what this is this is awesome like where is this coming from I want more can I buy this in a bottle ever since that moment I mean I've still had troubles I've still had times where I fall on my face but I always have the church or I have God to pick me back up you know what I mean
2: Phil went through something that we all hope we never have to go through. Um, the tragic loss of a sibling or any close family member, and yet the truth is many of us will go through that. And it, it creates this emptiness, this sadness. It's, it's its not just tears, but its it's this hurt, this grieving that that, that is so deep that you go, man, how could I ever get rid of this pain? And, and yet the Bible does say in, in Philippians 4, verse 6, it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. If if you just look at it on a piece of paper, you'd go, gosh, that doesn't seem to make sense. How could a, a prayer change all of these emotions, all of this pain, all of this stress, anxiety, confusion that I feel? But the Bible does say that no, you just need to obey. Just come before God get rid of this anxiety, bring the request before God, and somehow there's this supernatural, the supernatural, like it's uncomprehensible, it's this peace that will overcome you. And again, I, you can't write it out mathematically and say, hey, just do this. Look, isn't that obvious? This is what happened. No, there's, there's somehow it says the peace of God that surpasses comprehension. It's like, like God is always at peace. God is never worried. And somehow that peace can be ours and it's through prayer. And that's exactly what happened in Phil's life. It's something that he never would've thought would've happened, not after all the pain he went through. It, it was something that drugs, nothing else could do, but it was through prayer. He literally became a different person. He got this peace, just like the Bible said, there would be beyond comprehension, because it was the peace of God.
5: I've always grown up in church, and um, so basically I was kind of taught, you know, this is the way you live, and this is what's right, and I don't know, this year I got bored with it, and I just wasn't on the fire I used to be on, and I was kind of lost with that. It just kind of took a toll on my life in that way, and I decided that following my friends would be a lot more fun, and there was one time they invited me to a party and I just decided, hey, why not, let's go. I started seeing these people come in and they're they're playing beer pong and like they're doing all this crazy stuff. And I see my friend and he's like totally wasted and all these other people. And then someone brought out a pack of weed and I had never been around that. My friends were kind of just like, you know, this is normal and it's okay, you, should, you just need to get used to it. That was really difficult in that way to um, see them sin and I, all I wanted to do was tell them no and um, the easiest way for me to do that was through prayer. I would just sometimes you know I would just talk to God and then say hey like I'm just frustrated and I need you to just reach to these people and it was more of a prayer of like God forgive them for what they are doing. And, I pray that um, they would just seek you, and God, they would just come to know who you are and um, know your love. And I pray that I would be able to be used by you to reach them as well. One time I invited one of my friends to church, same girl who had influenced me negatively and um, that way, and I said, hey, will you please just come to church with me this one time? So she's like, fine, and she came with me, and my pastor said, You know, like, raise your hand if you've never had a relationship with Christ and you would want one. And she raised her hand, and I wasn't expecting it. So when I saw her hand raised, I just started, I began to weep. And I was like, thank you, Jesus. Like, I'd been waiting for that moment to see my friends go through what I had gone and feel what I had felt. They finally understood. And so um, they're here now, and, you know, they come to Wednesday night services. And it's just awesome to see and fellowship with my friends in that way.
2: It's real easy for all of us to get self-centered in prayer and preaching everything you're asking for is, God, help me with this. God, I want to do this for you. And God wants our prayers to go beyond that. He wants us going, God, what do you want? But he also wants us praying for other people. The Bible talks about this a lot, about praying for others. And that's what I love about this story is is how Carly had this love for her friends and is saying, God, you gotta help me. These these people don't know you Uh, because there's nothing we can do to make them fall in love with Jesus. There's no speech we can come up with, no convincing arguments. We just throw it out there, but ultimately God, there, there's something supernatural that has to happen to where that person falls in love with Jesus. And and our, our, until that happens, it's like our hearts grieve, hopefully, We have this sorrow. Paul talks about this in in Romans 9. He says, I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart, for I could wish that I myself were accursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers. He's going, gosh, this is killing me. The people I love don't know you, Lord. And I remember one time just looking at some of my friends, all of whom didn't know Jesus, and it's just like my heart was sinking. I remember going home and literally crying, going, God, they don't know you, and there's nothing I can do. And, and, and I remember, okay, the Bible says that the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. So God, let me confess everything I know. Let me, let me try to live a holy life, because I want you to hear me, because I want my friends to know you. And then every once in a while, it happens, and, and, and someone you care about, and you've been praying for, gets it. Uh, they have that moment where they just go, I get it. I want Jesus in my life. I want to follow him. And I just don't know if there's a greater experience on this earth than praying for someone and seeing them fall in love with Jesus.
3: Prayer is so much more than giving God a to-do list. We don't pray just so God can take care of any problems that might pop up in our lives either. Francis showed us that the great pursuit of prayer is God Himself. While we can bring our needs before Him, ultimately the great goal of prayer is to grow into a more deep and real relationship with God. As we pray and experience more of God, we experience His peace. And like Carly, when we experience more of God, we want our friends and family to experience Him too. We want them to know the joy and peace that we know in God through prayer. It's a natural overflow. As you dive into God's word with your group, think about what you are pursuing when you pray. Are you giving God a to-do list? Do you only pray when you need Him to fix your problems? Or are you praying with Him as your ultimate goal? See you next time.
0: Okay, so we're going to get into it. (laughs) Time is not my friend here. Um, I have a couple slides with, with verses on there that I want you guys to break into small groups and, and start digging through some of these. If it's all right, if we can keep you a few minutes late, I promise you we have a reward at the end that is worth it. Um, but uh, I, I've kind of got a list here, and I want you to label on principles of prayer and just break through, go through the scripture, and if you can, give a synopsis of what that verse says about prayer, okay? Can we do that? Turn the lights up, and uh, we're going to break it into groups, and then... I'll give you a two minute warning, and I just wanna encourage you guys to, to end with praying for Dave Andros. Can we do that?